0: Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by Vox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts: Justin,
1: Stefan Gilmore go to the Patriots. Now that Mike Gillislee go to the Patriots, are they now just the farm club within their own division?
0: Greg, He's one of these faux leading women. It's like that's not Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Aniston. It's some girl that I would see at the Circle Cat. That's <laughs> kind of Alshon Jeffery and ryan
1: there is absolutely no reason why oj howard should be drafted before cameron great well welcome back everyone to another edition of the skull king fantasy football podcast my name is ryan skull we are on episode number 99 for the season um we want to thank you guys or not for the season but 99 overall after uh you know we're in our second season now of this podcast i want to thank you guys uh for for listening and for you know trusting us with some of your fantasy advice or at least you know showing up to mock us how's that so thank you guys for showing up we want to do a couple things real quick say um give a shout out to uh, our main sponsor vox dfs vox dfs Firelines. uh you can find them at vox voks com. they are premier uh, dfs consultant and uh, and lineup uh creation service they uh they make lines for nfl nba uh nascar uh you know golf you name it they've got uh line riders for the sport uh, I am actually one of the uh, NFL draft Kings writers for uh, main slate and every once in a while do a, do a primetime slate. So um, make sure to go over to Vox DFS. If you need a little help with your DFS, with your, uh, with your DFS lineups, go to Vox, dot Let them know what the guys from Skull King football sent you over there. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, they'll do what they can to, to help you out. So, All right, so why don't we go ahead and get started? What we're going to do is we're going to go over a little bit of the news notes just from the last day or so, and then we're going to hop right into uh, some of my thoughts on the NFL matchups, and uh, I'll also, as part of that, give some thoughts that I have as far as the uh, best DFS plays um, in some of those situations are. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and get started. All righty, on... Let's move this over here. There we go. So, in terms of news, let me bring it back here. Speaking after Thursday night's loss, Bears coach John Fox left the door open to a quarterback change. Q, uh, the Mitchell Trubisky um, hype. We'll see how that goes. I did not get a chance to watch the Thursday night game, unfortunately, because of work. Um, so we'll kind of see. We'll kind of see how that goes. But I do know that glennon has been god-awful if you just look at his fantasy um his fantasy scores they are terrible um in standard scoring i think he's scoring like six ten and ten points or something like that um you know so obviously he is not being productive whatsoever and um uh, and so yeah i think that um i think that they'd be fine making a change personally but we'll see how that goes I'd hold off on on getting Trubisky for right now, uh, as far as fantasy goes. Unless you you know maybe want to take a flyer on and have him in like a two quarterback league as your third quarterback for a possible bye week. So, um, going to next uh, back from the Thursday night game. Packers running back Jamal Williams is believed to have suffered a right or a knee sprain. Um, MRI says uh, last time I checked, MRI said it was clean, no damage. As far as they could tell, no ligament damage, purely muscular could miss next game, but probably won't miss more than that. So, um, also, I don't, know. you know, for those of you who missed, who missed the, the Thursday night game and didn't see the shot that Devonte Adams took, it was absolutely brutal. Um, you know, hit him so hard that his, you know, Terathan hit him so hard that his mouthpiece came flying out of his helmet. So uh, MRI is clean on him, suffered a concussion, obviously, um, but it looks like at least for now he is he is doing pretty well um, all all words can all all uh, things considered. so uh, moving on Jay and knee is questionable for week four against the Saints. from everything that I've read, uh, kind of researching this since I have Ajayi in one league, um, he will be good to go. For the London game. Um, if I remember it actually read a spot where he actually lived in London for a few years for like the first few years of his life. I don't know if he was a I think he was a military brat or something like that. So um he is if he's if he grew up for a few years in London, he is not going to miss that game. He's going to play. And playing against the Saints um defense, who I believe, let me check it one more time. I believe the Saints defense is like the worst in terms of yeah they give up the most fantasy points to the running back position so jj should should have a very good game against the saints well he thought he'd have a good game last week against the jets too but um he should have a good game uh moving on next uh willie sneed has been activated but he is uh, questionable for week four against the dolphins in london uh due to a hamstring. It may also be that just coming off a coming off of a suspension, they may just want to re-get him integrated into the system a little bit more and he very well may not play. So for those of you who drafted Willie Sneed like me and held on to him like I did in one league and not in another because I got a little desperate. Um keep holding on to him. I don't think he's gonna play this week. If he does, I don't know. I'd I'd still wait just because we don't know what he's gonna do. Um, so I'd, I'd wait on Willie Snead a week and let him get, let him get back into the system a little bit. Kenny Galladay remains sideline at Friday's practice. I think for now it could be okay, at least for the week to drop Kenny Galladay. If you are struggling, if you have uh, a large bench, fine, go ahead and hold on to him just so that you don't lose him. But I think for now, uh, he could be okay to hold on to. um, at least for the time being, but. Um, you know, you can go ahead and drop him if you need to 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 pull up the space uh, if you need a, a a running back or something like that um, to to fill a spot. Because I don't think that he is going to get picked up in the week since he hasn't performed since week one. So uh, Miles Garrett is questionable for week four against the Bengals. Not necessarily fantasy related, but hopefully he will uh, be able to uh, come back and uh, and actually you know start playing for the Browns since they are so cursed. Um, uh, the Bengals have declared John Ross and Tyler Eifert out for Sunday's game versus the Browns. You kind of expect this. John Ross is an injury headache as well as Tyler Eifert. And so cue everything going to Joe Mixon and to A.J. Green. If you have Joe Mixon, good for you. If you have A.J. Green, oh, you should be in for a great game. Uh, Matt Forte is out week four against uh, week four against the Jaguars. Um, so, uh, Bilal Powell is going to be the main back. I would keep an eye out for. I believe it's Elijah Wood. Is that who they got? Uh, let me make sure. I think that's who they have as a uh, as their guy. So, um, or as their as their rookie or Elijah McGuire, Elijah McGuire, Elijah Wood. Good grief, Elijah McGuire um, is the is the rookie that they'll have backing up. Who? I believe his he's kind of performed okay. He's a, a guy to keep an eye on for end of the season, especially with Matt Forte and Bilal Powell having uh, injury issues, um, you know, throughout their careers. So we'll uh, we'll kind of see how that goes. But uh, keep an eye on Elijah McGuire for the uh, for kind of end of the season, kind of as a sleeper to have on your watch list. Uh, Seahawks coach Pete Carroll said. That he doesn't expect to know Doug Baldwin's status until Sunday, which sucks for any because he's the Sunday night game, I'd almost consider I think you have to consider holding him out just in case with how bad the 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 groin thing was. I mean he was he was sitting on the sidelines yeah, he was cheering on his team on last Sunday, but he was on the sideline, basically you know you could see him holding his groin, just not not comfortable, even on the sidelines, cheering on the team. So I would be very hesitant to have him in your lineup um to start off to start off the day. So um let's see, Rams coach Sean McVay said Sammy Watkins after concussion is good to go for week four against the Cowboys, who he performed pretty well uh last Thursday against San Francisco. Again, it was against San Francisco, but um, you know, he seems to be developing a rapport with Jared Goff, so that's a, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. I'd I'd look at him as a as a possible starter, or as most likely a starter for your team, uh, with a, a possible you know DFS uh, DFS play there. Kelvin Benjamin was not listed on the Panthers' final injury report for Week Four after kind of looking at looking like he uh, screwed up his knee a little bit last week, but he's good to go. Um, Martavis Bryant after an illness said he's good to go for week four against the Ravens, but he hasn't done much. So I'm still waiting for him to actually be productive in a game to be worth even talking about as far as a roster spot. Um, a little bit of hype news, uh, Bill O'Brien, uh, on, uh, Deontay Foreman. He's a smart kid, picks up things. Well, good hands, good instincts. I see him as a three down back. This, I, mean, this is coach speak. Lamar Miller is still going to be the starter there. And until we see anything different, um, I think we gotta just just go with it, go with Lamar Miller. Um Foreman, I think, is a good stash uh for later just in case. But uh, as far as as far as I can tell for now, he's you know, he's not gonna get uh, a lot of playing time unless Miller goes down. Um Delaney Walker not listed on the Titans final injury report. Michael Crabtree is questionable for week four against the Broncos, which could limit uh, what uh, Derek Carr can do since Amari Cooper can only seem to drop the ball. Uh, Melvin Gordon was upgraded to full practice on Friday, so he should be good to go for their matchup. Um, Cardinals coach Bruce Arians said Friday that John Brown with his quad will play week four against the 49ers. So, for all those of you who have JJ Nelson, I would hold off on playing him just because that is John Brown's role. And so we just don't know. I think that John Brown will still be the one to get the ball in those situations um, and not necessarily JJ Nelson. Carlos Hyde is a game time decision for week four. So, for those of you who have um, or who have the open space, looks like Matt breeda is trending uh on Yahoo um yeah he's available in all leagues that I know of right now uh he's getting i think he's had almost 14,000 ads um just in the last couple of days last 24 hours on Yahoo so he's a guy to kind of watch out for um as a possible fill in he did pretty well in the last game. Was it against the Rams in terms of overall um, overall play and overall yards gained? So uh, he's a he's a very talented kid that I think uh, could be a very good fill-in for Carlos Hyde. Uh, Julio Jones was removed from the week for injury report, um, so he's a he's a full go. And uh, Packers running back Ty Montgomery. After suffering the rib injury, which knocked him out of the game against the Bears Thursday night, uh, it turns out it's not as bad as Green Bay thought and that he is day-to-day and very well could play um, next week versus Dallas. So, um, Oh, and here – nope, never mind. That's something else. All right, so, so that's it for kind of our news and notes. Uh, don't forget also, for those of you uh, – of our listeners who are on SleeperBot – uh, make sure to hop on to. Um, we haven't had anything post in the last couple days, but we uh, will make sure to get something on there. Um, uh, we have our own channel on Sleeperbot. Just look for Skulking Fantasy, the best fantasy site you've never heard of. Um, we have our own channel on there. We post, uh, you know, when our new podcasts are up um, on YouTube or um, or iTunes. Uh, Plus, we also post some some keep trade cut scenarios, uh, what you guys want to know, what you guys think uh, about those as well. So, all right. So now we're going to get into the actual matchups for this week. Um, And since uh, Bears Packers are done, we will get right into the Saints and the Dolphins. Um, Let me pull this back. Uh, offense Saints have been have been scoring they just can't stop anyone their defense overall is number 31 they can't stop the run Um, Miami had a pretty good game first week and then absolutely atrocious second week so their their offense overall isn't all that great at least as far as we can tell so far Um, I think that Jay Ajayi is a is a DFS play for this week I'm definitely starting him against an absolutely terrible uh defense for the Saints. Um so far uh in well I think it's only one game for for Drew Brees so far. He has actually played pretty well away from um away from home. Uh I, this one's much farther away from home, so I would be hesitant to to go with Drew Brees. Um, I'm not going to tell you to start the Miami Dolphins defense. What I would what I would consider maybe using the Dolphins defense as a a flyer in a DFS lineup if you need a uh, like a GPP um, defense to go with. Um, let's see. Uh, you know, Michael Thomas is always going to be a solid play. I don't like Kobe Fleener. I don't. I think he's too inconsistent. As far as the Dolphins go. Um Parker's been back and forth. Jarvis Landry kind of back and forth. A lot of a lot of the, the wide receiver play for the Dolphins is going to rely on Jay Cutler. And with just how bad he was against the Jets last week, it it'll be hard I'd be hard pressed to to put too much stock in him. Um let me see, real quick, we'll look at the wide outs. Um I'm not seeing Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry oh that's right i'm only looking at the main slate it's because i don't have um dk DraftKings changed up how they do their their lineups and so um for the millie maker their main event they don't um actually put in the um they don't put in the the early games or they they actually don't even do the sunday night monday night games as part of their main slate um, anymore, they don't do the Sunday night games. So, um, you know, I tend to avoid, personally, uh, in writing my lineups, I avoid the the uh, London games just because they're so crappy. You never know who's going to show up. Um, just like last week, who could have thought that the Jaguars were going to put up 44? Um, I think it was 44 points against the uh, against the Ravens defense. So, uh, moving on. Let's go Titans and Texans. Uh, I like Mariota in this game. I think that he is he is playing very well. He showed that last week against the uh, against the defense of the Seahawks. Um, I don't know who to trust really in terms of the wide receivers. I think Rashard Matthews right now is kind of their number one. Corey Cole or Corey uh, Davis. Um, let me see, is he, he has officially been ruled out. So Eric Decker, I think is Eric Decker is an okay play there as well as, um, as well as Rashard Matthews, uh, Delaney Walker is always a solid play because he tends to be, uh, very highly, uh, targeted by Mariota. And after last week, I think DeMarco Murray is still, is still a great play as far as rushing goes, uh, moving over to, uh, the Houston Texans. the the defense for the Titans tend look like they had a little trouble with a, a mobile quarterback in Russell Wilson. So I think that uh, I think that Deshaun Watson could very well be a DFS play here um, for a GPP, as well as if you have if you're in a two quarterback league, I think that he he could be an interesting play for um, for that uh, for being your your number two quarterback. Uh, their defense has played pretty well. Uh, really, the 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 person to go to in terms of um, in terms of Houston, I guess Lamar Miller. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson. Uh, Hopkins is getting targeted like crazy. From um, let's see, where's in Hopkins? Yeah, Hopkins right now is sixty four hundred dollars, so he's somewhat cheap. Let me see game log. So in the last few games, he's getting targeted sixteen, thirteen, eight times, seven rece- you know seven receptions in every single game, uh, averaging about ten yards ten yards a reception. So, um, his value's only been moving up. I think that this may be you know you're you're not going to get him for much cheaper at sixty four, so sixty four hundred bucks. So I think that he could be a a, a decent play there as well. So. And one thing to look at with CJ Fedorowicz out, possibly looking at Ryan Griffin as a GPP um, tight end. Um, but you know, just because that Deshaun Watson tends to target tight ends, he did all through uh, Clemson, and so he may may do the same thing here. So, all right, next game, Jaguars and Jets. I don't like any. I don't like anything in this game except for maybe Bilal Powell. But the Jaguars' defense right now, in terms of not uh, not in terms of fantasy, but in terms of actual um, NFL stats, is right now the number two defense in the league. I don't see that lasting all year, but they have they are a very solid defense. And going up against the New York Jets, they you may have to pay up a little bit in order to use them on DraftKings. Let me make sure DSTs. They are the number one defense this week for for DraftKings in terms of the highest. The, the highest you're going to have to pay. So uh, going up against the Jets, I don't see the Jets having as much success this week um, against the Jaguars as they did last week against the Dolphins, especially on defense. Um, Jaguars, I still like, I don't necessarily like Bortles, but I do like Marquise Lee. I think that he is the number one wide receiver there. Um let's see, let me, Marquise. There he is, Marcus Lee. Uh, it's only $4,500 on um, On DraftKings. Uh, the last three games, he's been targeted four, 12, and seven times. Um, 76 yards and 65 yards in the last two games. He will. He is the number one wide receiver now, in my opinion, in terms of um, ability and target share. What I believe for the rest of the season for uh, Blake Bortles, so I'd go that way. Uh, for those of you chasing points out of the the tight end um, from from the Jaguars, don't do it. Don't go that route. Just it was an anomaly. It's not going to happen. It, it may happen again, but it's going to be completely unexpected. Don't don't think that um, that God, I can't even think of the guy's name. Uh, don't think that the Jaguars tight end is going to be a regular play. As far as the Jets. The only person I'm looking to possibly use is going to be Bal Powell. There's uh and maybe Jermaine Kurse, simply because he's been he's been the guy uh for the New York Jets offense uh so far this year. Moving on. Patriots and Panthers. Um, obviously the Patriots have the number one offense. They've got Tom Brady as their quarterback. If you have Tom Brady as your quarterback in any league, especially one Like one of mine that has uh, a half point per completion, you're in great shape. Um, The wide receivers have been hard to decipher. Really, I think Chris Hogan so far has been the most consistent. Um, Other than that, it's Gronk. So um, (laughs) The Patriots defense is the number 32 defense overall. Number one offense, number 32 defense. That is not something you expect out of a Matt Patricia defense. However, they had it, have had a couple injuries. They're just, they're just not playing well. Um, going up against the number one defense from the Carolina Panthers. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, it's very interesting seeing the contrast. Just looking at, you know, Panthers, number 28 offense. Patriots, number one. Panthers, number one defense. Patriots, number 32. Three. Uh, Patriot or Panthers 30th in passing Patriots number one. And then they're both middle of the road rushing. So um, as far as the Panthers go, uh, I like Christian McCaffrey in this game because he is, uh, because he is that mobile type of running back um, who can catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, the same kind of guy that uh, Kamara put up some, some yards against the, the Patriots. Um, uh, Kareem Hunt put up a ton of points against the Patriots. I'm not expecting that those kind of numbers, but I do believe that, that they, as they're going through the season, they are going to get uh, McCaffrey a little more involved in the offense simply because um, I think they'll need to. Um, so as far as the Panthers, that's, and really that's all I want out of the Panthers. I don't really trust Kelvin Benjamin because really because, uh, Cam Newton, I don't think his shoulders is completely healthy, and so I just don't think he's never really had the accuracy. But it's been even worse so far this year with his shoulder. So uh, I just I don't trust I don't trust Cam Newton as far as the Patriots again. Tom Brady, you're gonna play. James White, I think is a is a play. Mike Gillisley could be. Um, I think he's a flex just because he's somewhat touchdown dependent. As far as the wide receivers, Cooks looks like he's finally starting to get involved in this offense and could be a regular play. Uh, so I would be okay with Cooks or with um, or with Chris Hogan. Danny Amendola, if he's healthy, takes on the Julian Edelman role, but he could only be out there for a half before he gets injured again. And then obviously Gronk, you're going to play from the Patriots. So um, Lions, and Vikings. Man, the Lions are so middle of the road. Seventeenth, seventeenth, nineteenth. Um while the the Vikings offense, number number two in offense, number two in passing, just right behind the, the Patriots, because of Case Keenum having just a phenomenal game against uh God, who do they play last week? uh, can't even remember, but I just them them they're throwing the ball like crazy. Stefan Diggs has been a beast. Um, so starting with the Lions, I'm obvi- I'm going to be playing Stafford. Um, well, okay, maybe not this week against that defense. The, while the defense says it's their twentieth, their past defense has been pretty good. Um, I like I like Golden Tate. Um, Galladay I'm pretty sure is out, so he's not even a GPP play. Uh, Marvin Jones, since he's more the deep guy, is probably going to have Xavier Rhodes all over him. And so I would, I would lay off of Jones. He hasn't really performed much this year. Uh, I think Tate's the play. I don't like Eric Ebron for this game either. Uh, so really for me, it's just, it's just Golden Tate and possibly Matthew Stafford. I think Stafford's more GPP than, than, a, uh, than a cash game play. Their defense is definitely something to work, look at because they they are very opportunistic in terms of penalties, or not in terms of penalty, in terms of turnovers and getting points off those turnovers. Um, the offense for the Vikings, I like Diggs. I like Thielen. Um, it looks like I want to say Bradford's probably out, so they may be going with Case Keenum again. Uh, so I'm, you know, fire Case Keenum could be a good GPP play as well. And then as far as the the red zone goes, uh, I definitely like uh, Rudolph in the red zone. I think that he's a good red zone target, especially for Bradford if he plays. But uh, I think that he could be a solid four Keenum. And Dalvin Cook has just been running the crap out of the ball. Uh, I I like Cook, um, especially, let me see, let me make sure I got his. Oops. Dalvin Cook is only 6500 going up against the number 26th rank rush defense. So, um yeah, I I like Dalvin Cook at home running the ball especially at only 6500 bucks. All right, flying through these next Bills and Falcons. Um Falcons offense has been pretty well. Let me take a look real quick. I want to see what Okay, Julio Jones has had 66 108 91 yards, but he has not gotten a touchdown yet. Has he? Doesn't look like it. Um no touchdowns. And for a, a, the all the hype beginning of the season talking about how Steve Sarkisian wanted to use julio jones in the red zone more simply not seeing it um they've been giving the ball to to freeman and letting him run it in and so i'm uh i mean obviously you're going to play julio jones um i mean he is he's still the number one guy for the falcons I would be I would be okay playing in terms of in terms of the Buffalo. Well, let's stick with the Falcons. Devontae Freeman is going to be a good play. Uh, Tevin Coleman has a role. He is a GPP play, honestly, in my opinion. I catch the ball out of the backfield as a like a flex player, uh, a budget flex player um, against the the Buffalo Bills. Um, and I'm I I'm not willing to trust. Austin Hooper yet. I played him week one and, and it paid off, um, but I've kind of been avoiding him ever since. So, um, Let me see. Alright. Um, let's see. As far as the Bills go, really, the only the only play that I like, I mean, obviously, LaShawn McCoy in season-long He's a possible play. Let me see, where where is he at on DK? He is the number two, 8,400 against the 30th ranked um, defense against running backs. So he's going to be spendy with that offense, with how fast the um, Atlanta offense can get going, especially at home. it It may improve Shady being used out of the backfield in terms of um, rushes i mean in terms of catching the ball but i don't necessarily think that um it's the he's the the best move i think he could probably find more value a little bit lower uh for um for running backs and uh unfortunately unfortunately charles clay has actually been fantasy relevant this year which i don't necessarily like because uh, he's been fantasy relevant before, and then absolutely disappeared. So I don't know what to think, honestly, in terms of Charles Clay. Use him. I mean, I think that he's. Let me see where his his value is. Charles Clay, thirty seven hundred, but against a defense that's ninth um, against tight ends. So I would I would avoid him. Maybe spend an extra hundred dollars to go to maybe take Cameron Braid against the Giants, um, or. Let me see let me look to see well no that won't work so yeah so i i would you know maybe take camera break um or yeah there's not a whole lot of options to be completely honest not many great options in terms of in terms of the uh the tight ends this week uh steelers and ravens the baltimore ravens okay The Baltimore Ravens are fourth in rushing, but to be completely honest, that's because in two games, let me find him. Players. All right. Because in two games, Alex Collins has 124 rush yards in garbage time he had nine rushes for 82 yards in garbage time against jacksonville last last week in london this week he's going up against um he's going up against the steelers defense who is let me pull that back up again who gives up the fifth most fantasy points to the running back position so their running defense has not been all that great but he still has terrence west and um terrence west and uh buck allen in front of him i have not seen any more about how terrence west is doing i know that he was dealing with some injuries earlier in the week um so i'm not i just i just don't know if Terrence West. Let me. Hold well, here. Let's actually look up Terrence West real quick. Terrence West is so far. Um, no, it looks like it looks like they're still going to use him. It looks like it, at this point, honestly, it could be a three-way committee, uh, and the only one that you would that I would want out of that committee right now is um, is Buck Allen. Um, And so I just, um, yeah, I I think Buck Allen's the only one I would want right now. I would maybe put Alex Collins on your watch list in case Terrence West starts, you know, starts having some issues again. And as far as the Steelers go, you're going, I don't play Big Ben away from Pittsburgh. I do take Antonio Brown because most everything's going to go to him. Um, The defense has been a little bit uh, shaky for the Baltimore Ravens. I I think that Le'Veon Bell could be, could be used quite heavily in this game, and it's about time that they actually get him going. Uh, he has not performed very well. I think he's at like half of what his production was per game last year, although it doesn't help that he sat out all of training camp, so he still is probably just getting going and just getting his feet wet. Um, but I play, I would, I would play Le'Veon Bell more as a GPP because I think he may be low owned, even though his, his cost is going to be 8,700. Um, you know, there are other guys just below him that have better matchups who are probably going to be higher owned. So he is possibly, I mean, you're going to play him in your season long, um, and that's you know, and but I would I would consider possibly throwing him in a in a in a lineup this week, uh, for DFS. Um, I'm not going with Jesse James. Uh, I just you know, there's too much inconsistency there, for the Steelers. So really for me it's Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell is all I'm playing out of there. And again back to Baltimore it's Buck Allen is it their offense? I mean they're the last team in offense and in passing. Their rushing totals are because of garbage time. So they're not a great offensive team. Avoid them. Um, see, so getting a couple questions. <laughs> Can Cleveland avoid its first 0-4 start since last season? <laughs> uh, I'm getting to the Cleveland game. Let's see. That's, hey, what do you know that's actually next? The Bengals and the Browns. The Bengals are just in... God, this is just a horrible division for offense, isn't it? Um, The Browns' offense is actually better than the Bengals' so far. The battles of the 0-3 teams. So for Mark Guterman there uh, from the Elite Sports Discussion Group that I'm in, um, if you are still listening, we're going over that uh, Cleveland-Cincinnati game right now. Um, Starting with Cincinnati... I really like A.J. Green for this game. I like Joe Mixon for this game. I drafted Joe Mixon, hoping that eventually he would get going. And while Cleveland so far has given up the 10th fewest fantasy points to the running back position, um, and they held up, who was it, uh, Lev Bell pretty well. Um, Joe Mixon... I think could have a pretty decent game. It looks like since they changed to Bill Lazor as their uh, offensive coordinator in Cincinnati, uh, their goal is to get the ball to AJ green and Joe Mixon. So um, I am starting Joe Mixon in this next game, even against uh, Cleveland in Cleveland, because I think his usage could help him get, uh, could help him get going. Um, And again, AJ green I saw, I can't remember where I saw it, if it was on Facebook or on Twitter, but someone said AJ Green has 15 pounds and at least three three to four inches on every single uh, Cleveland DB. He's going to win a lot of matchups as long as they just keep feeding him. So, um, so there's for Cincinnati is the Cleveland Browns. The defense has been playing pretty well for the Bengals, and so I don't, Totally trust Kaiser to do a whole lot. Um really all I'm getting out of the offense personally for me from Cleveland, uh as far as fantasy goes, Duke Johnson, uh he was just taken off the injury report, and he has been playing um very well, especially fantasy-wise in terms of catching the ball out of the slot, being their top slot receiver, uh, as well as uh spelling uh Isaiah Crowell out of the backfield. He hasn't got a whole lot of rushing opportunities. However, he's had a lot of um, a lot of receptions, and playing full PPR like I do, um, you know that's that's just money there. Having him as a as a flex play, and depending on the matchup, having him as a, a running back too, if I need the the help for um, for bye weeks. Uh, who do I think wins this game? Oh, I think the Browns. I I'm, I think the Browns being at home could could pull this one off. Um, I think that the the Cincinnati Bengals could start getting something going on offense finally uh, to actually, to actually be competitive. Um, the Bengals defense uh, played pretty well last week against, um, against the Packers um, and almost pulled out the victory. Uh, but honestly, for me, this one's a coin flip from two okay, but not great teams. So, I'll give this one to the Cleveland Browns. There you go, Mark. Hope you like my analysis there. <laughs> All right. And one more, one more, the early slate games. The Rams against the Cowboys. The Rams offense has been playing lights out. Mind you, they haven't been playing against the toughest defenses. Sorry, I get a swig there. Um, let me see here. Oh sorry. stuff pulled up and just going back and forth between screens with all the all the live stuff here. Um, let's go see. So uh the Rams have been playing okay. They're their rushing hasn't been great, um, to be completely honest. The I mean Todd Gurley, his value right now is like Melvin Gordon. Their value for both of them, their value comes from the fact that they get volume, not that they, not that they are that great of running backs. So really, it's the volume. I mean, they're both, I want to say they're both averaging under four yards of carry on the season, which is not very good. I mean, we're talking Joyke Bell, three and a half yards of carry type numbers. So uh, it's the volume that's giving them uh, their production especially in the red zone near the goal line. Um, Jared Goff has been throwing the ball around very well, having Sammy Watkins. Um, While Cooper Cup has not been utilized much the last couple weeks, I think he could be this week against the Dallas Cowboys. And so I would see him as a possible GPP play, having not been used much the last couple weeks. I think he could uh, have a decent week this next week. Um, So, yeah, I... I would be interested in seeing golf in seeing golf and maybe a GPP if you need some val- if you need a value play there. Um Sammy Watkins, I would put him in a lineup. And maybe Cooper Cup and honestly Gurley because of the because of the, the again, it's not his value comes from volume. And so they may they may playing on the road may get just give him the ball a lot, especially in the red zone. As far as the offense goes, Dak Prescott has not been lighting the world on fire like people seem to think that he was going to. He's going up against, in terms of defense against uh, quarterbacks, on according to DraftKings stats, um, the Rams are, num- are number seven. Um, game log so far, I mean, his passing percentage, 61, 60, 72, uh, he's putting up a, a an okay, you know, two sixty eight, two thirty eight. He's putting up an okay amount of yards. He's thrown two interceptions, five TDs so far through three games. So he's played he's played all right, not great. Um, and so I, you know, I probably wouldn't put Dak Prescott. I would there are much better options personally, I believe, uh, to use this week for quarterback. Um, time all right um and so but i think ezekiel elliott is a possible play i just you know he's back and forth let me game log so yeah you got 22 carries for 80 yards um honestly he has to be getting the ball in order to get working his what is i mean his current uh yards per carry is right now at three and a half. Um, I think for him, he just needs to, he needs to get more carries. He needs to get the volume in order to get going. Um, So, I mean, if you have him in season long, you're going to play him. If you have him for DK, he's going to be $8,200. So he's going to be a bit pricey with his play, not being, you know, off the charts, like it was last season, he could be low owned. So he could be an interesting play there so um and then i still don't trust the 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 des bryant connection from dak prescott uh has not shown me consistency yet uh i would rather play jason witten at tight end so so those are kind of my plays there from the dallas cowboys and the rams game now let's get into the a few of the afternoon games real quick uh, Eagles and Chargers. Um, the Eagles' defense has not been great, um, but they've been pretty solid, uh, especially in terms of sacks getting to getting to the quarterbacks. Um, their offense has been playing okay. Uh, I don't know what to make of their of their rushing game. To be completely honest, Wendell Smallwood I think now becomes Darren Sproles, um, the Darren Sproles role. I don't know what to think of Garrett Blunt. He's going to have to get volume because he's the only big back that they've got now. So um, I would rather personally I would rather play Smallwood. Um, Blunt, I believe, is just he's never shown consistency outside of New England. So and Carson Wentz has seemed to be able to spread the ball all over the place. Um especially especially get the ball to Zach Ertz, who I think is a decent play this week as well. The Chargers. It's hard to not go with Phillip Rivers. Um just because he does throw the ball all around. They're oh, honestly, they're 0-3 because they're kicker. Because they've got a rookie kicker who can't put it through the uprights. Or when he does, it's because it was when they called it, it was when the other team tried to ice him, called a timeout, and then he gets the next one blocked. Um, Keenan Allen is going to get um, catches like crazy from Philip Rivers. Rivers trusts him to to work the middle. And Tyro Williams uh, is a is a GPP play. Honestly, um, he's he's a he's the deep ball guy that I think could get loose for a touchdown. Um, last again last year, especially if if, if Allen goes out, everything's going to go through through Tyro Williams at that point. Uh, and I don't like hunter henry or antonio gates simply because i don't know who to trust and melvin gordon in terms of the rushing again it's volume based so they're playing at home i would be okay playing melvin gordon um in a lineup he's seven thousand dollars on dk he could be a little low owned just because the philly defense has played pretty well against the deep against the run um he is questionable. Uh, did I see? Did we actually go over that on sleeper bot? I think he's questionable. But I believe he is. Oh yeah, he practiced fully on Friday. He's going to be playing. So, so I think he's he would be an okay play there as well. Moving on. Yeah. So that's all I've got for the Chargers and Eagles. I know that we're kind of flying through these. I want to make sure that we you know we don't want the the episode to be too much longer than an hour um i want to get these games in and and make sure that you guys have, have have some of our thoughts on on players so uh the giants and the buccaneers um i mean the buccaneers defense got torched last week um i think that Hayton Manning or Eli Manning may finally be showing a little bit of rapport with his with his uh with his wide receivers, having gotten Sterling Sharp involved last week, having finally, finally gotten Brandon Marshall involved. Um and of course, you've got you've got Odell. And Evan Ingram has been has been an interesting play. Um how much so what has he done? Although. Uh, he may not be the best play this week with Tampa Bay actually playing well against tight ends. It's everyone else they can't guard. Um, but I mean, five receptions, four, like, oops, five receptions, four receptions, four receptions. He's getting targeted five to seven times a game, you know, 40, 45 yards. So, in terms of, in terms of, um, PPR, I mean, he's getting you eight to nine points. And then if he gets a touchdown, that's just a bonus. So, I mean, I think he, he probably meets value at only $3,000. Um, but again, you know, Tampa Bay so far after only two games is the number one defense against tight ends. Um, I, you know, Brandon Marshall, you could maybe take a chance on. Uh, I, I personally prefer Sterling Shepard. And then you just you don't go with anything in terms of the running back situation in New York. It's horrible. Perkins is terrible. Orleans Darkwa I don't trust. He's the only reason Orleans Darkwa is quote unquote fantasy relevant is because no one else, no other running back in the Giants is fantasy relevant. Getting to the offense, getting to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um. I I uh I think that uh sorry, here there we go. Uh Jameis Winston is a is a solid play. I think that uh Mike Evans could be a good play this week against against the Giants. I know that their defense has the Giants defense has gotten two uh quarterbacks a little bit. I think that uh that this could be a game where Mike Evans, you know, after the frustration he showed on the sidelines last week, uh, could put up some decent numbers this week. Um, their passing game is ninth after a couple of games. Um, their rushing game has not been much uh, using um, Jaquiz Rogers. Uh, Charles Sims, we were expecting him to kind of take over that, uh, that passing game role that he had a couple years ago when he finished, I want to say, in PPR, like a number 24, 25 running back he just hasn't been involved. Um, they've been passed the ball over to everyone else, but I mean, they've got Deshaun Jackson and they've got uh, Chris Godwin. It'll be interesting to see what he can do. He's a guy that I would keep a, an eye on for later on in the season, as far as, um, as far as wide receivers go for season long. Um, especially if an injury happens to, um, Deshaun Jackson, I think that Godwin could step into that role. Um, all right, a couple more afternoon games, and then we've got the primetime games. San Francisco and Arizona. Arizona has no rushing game. None. Do not pick up Chris Johnson. Do not collect $200. Do not pass go. Just leave that rushing game alone. Um, Carson Palmer has no choice really but to throw the ball. Um, you know, John Brown is in this week. I don't trust him. Um Larry Fitzgerald is in. He's the only guy I, I trust to be a consistent performer for the Arizona Cardinals. Um Jerron Brown is a is a boomer bust play. JJ Nelson, I think with Brown in is a boomer bust play. And so, you know, you could probably put in Carson Palmer with a with a stack with um Uh, with a stack with uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, But that's all I'm using from the Cardinals to be completely honest. As far as the 49ers go, uh, I still like Pierre Garçon as a, um, as a PPR guy, just because he's the number one wide receiver there. Uh, Matt Breida, I think is definitely a guy to possibly look at. If you put in, if you go ahead and put in your, your, your entry where you can edit it a little bit, watch to see, um, if Hyde will be available, especially if you 're doing an afternoon slate only um if if Hyde is going to be a game time decision you hopefully you 'll have enough time to know before the ten o 'clock game start um or you could just avoid it overall. but if you want to see if you can find super value Matt Breida could be a a decent play there um however I mean it is going to be in Arizona. uh their defense plays pretty well at home, so But other than that, I don't, you know, I don't like the tight ends. My only wide receiver guy that I like out of San Francisco is Garcon, and I'm not, (laughs) I'm not going with uh, Brian Hoyer. So, Brita, I think again could be a, a, an extreme value play to put in there if it turns out that Carlos Hyde actually is out, which I don't trust Carlos Hyde to be healthy ever. So, then the late afternoon game. Uh, the 425 Eastern time, the Raiders and the Broncos, the Raiders did not perform all that well last week in Monday night football against the Washington, or I mean, it's Sunday night football against the Washington Redskins. Um, you know, when you start off your first offensive play with a, or you know, first offensive series with a, uh, an interception, then after that, it just got bad. <laughs> um, uh, you know, Marshawn has not been able to get much going, and with that offensive line, I find to be surprising. Um, you know, Cooper has been dropping the ball like crazy, which doesn't help. And uh, and the only, I mean, the only really productive wide receiver there is Crabtree, and he's been injured the last couple of weeks, so we don't uh, we don't even know if he um, is going to be playing in this game. He's questionable so far. Um. Honestly, I don't trust the running game to or the passing game to do a ton against the Broncos playing at home. Their defense is fourth; their DBs are phenomenal. I would honestly avoid the Raider the Raiders' offense for this week. In terms of the um, the Broncos, CJ Anderson's been running the crap out of the ball. They are the third uh, third ranked third in rushing. And Jamal Charles, I think, is a GP play kind of a flex guy that you could possibly get some value. Let me see. How much is Jamal Charles actually? Let me pull him up. Uh, Jamal Charles is only $4,200. And playing him in a GPP, last week he got nine, nine rushing attempts for 56 yards um also had had a touchdown um and caught one ball for a yard and so I think that at forty two hundred dollars he is definitely a guy that I would be interested in going up against the oakland defense who's number twenty five against running backs. I think that could be a solid play right there in terms of a flex play um especially if they get up enough with how with how Jamal Charles has been running the ball they could i mean they could use or with how, with how CJ Anderson has been running the ball, um, kind of spell him and use Jamal Charles in there. And I think that he could get an okay amount of work to, uh, to make him a worthy flex play. Um, as far as passing goes, passing hasn't been great ranked 20th. Um, you know, I, I still like both Sanders and, um, and Demarius Thomas. Simeon has been back and forth. So, uh, I don't completely trust it. If I'm going to really, if I'm going to go anywhere with the Broncos, it's going to be in the running game um, because they like playing that hard smash mouth football and just mowing over teams. I think that's, I think that's kind of the the best way for them to be playing it this week. So that's how I would play um, the offense in that game. All right. So now since I think it's interesting that, that DraftKings has taken the primetime game, uh, the Sunday night game and the um, and the the London game out of their main slate for the Millie Maker. Um, so now, if you're going to play primetime games, you can only play them in the primetime slate. Which, for me, honestly, I am not very good at playing um, two game slates. I am much better in creating lineups for full ga- for for full slates, uh, especially going up. Um, you know especially you know you've got more to choose from uh I'm able to pick more winners there the I two game slates are tough to to cash in to be completely honest I only I only do again I only do GPPs I i I tend to be a riskier player so maybe that's why I'm not doing so well in terms of writing up those lineups but um to get into these games uh you got the Colts 29th on offense 29th on defense um they're passing is 22nd. They're rushing is 25th. You could maybe, I mean, you could put in a, um, a claim to, to say maybe for a Frank Gore against, um, the Seahawks. Gore has been known to put up yards against the Seahawks back to his, uh, to his 49er days. Um, but I think, for me overall i'm kind of avoiding the colts defense because of the seahawks basically getting smacked around a whole bunch in tennessee and coming out with a loss i am playing chris carson i think he's going to be highly owned but i am playing chris carson as the running back from seattle uh in my uh afternoon or in my primetime lineups I think he is going to run the crap out of the ball against that Colts defense. They are going to want to play smash mouth they are They are pissed off about losing that game. And so I think they're just going to, I, I think they're going to do everything they can to play smash mouth football. And Chris Carson could come out with an absolute phenomenal game. Uh, let me see. Let me actually pull up. Let me actually pull up the primetime slate. Um, NFL. Let's see. Let me get the. There we go. So the Sunday prime time. So Sunday night, Monday night. In terms of running backs, Chris Carson is fifty nine hundred dollars. Kareem Hunt's going to be ninety four. I mean, everyone's going to be playing Kareem Hunt. Uh, a lot of people are going to be playing Chris Thompson from the Thursday night or from this the Monday night game honestly I would take I would almost take the chalk here and just go cream hunt Chris Carson. I think that they I think that those two teams are going to just I think that's honestly those are my my favorite plays for there. Um, again, I think with Doug Baldwin out you're looking at uh, Tyler Lockett or Paul Richardson having decent games in the passing game there. Um, they have not the Seahawks have been horrible about getting Jimmy Graham involved in the offense. I'm not trusting Jimmy Graham. I'm not going to play him. I love the Seahawks. I'm not going to play Jimmy Graham in any lineups. They just, there's no consistency until I can see consistent work from him. It's not happening. I honestly think they should trade him for a for an offensive lineman. They'd be and just use Luke Wilson, um, who by the way could be an interesting GPP play just to save some. I mean, not the necessarily need to save money um, in a. In a uh, in a matchup like this, in the in the two slate, I mean, you can practically play chalk, play all the the top plays, and still, you know, play left over. But if you want to look for a low owned um, player that could be uh, a possible target to 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 get some points out of, uh, Luke Wilson in the game on Sunday uh 3 of 4 targets 53 yards and a touchdown. He's been known to be targeted um by by Russell Wilson. Um I wish he was our number one tight end to be completely honest. So So all, all that to be said, uh I I would like Russell Wilson to be a a player in this game um in terms of seasonal or in terms of uh GPP DraftKings but really, as far as the offense goes, there I'm going Chris Carson, maybe a Paul Richardson. Uh, I would rather play Luke Wilson for the for the um, the percent owned there, um, just because I don't think he's going to be highly owned. And as far as the Colts, I'm not owning much, if anything. To be completely honest, maybe maybe Frank Gore um, take a shot on maybe T.Y. Hilton, um, but uh, I you know. Take the Seahawks defense. All right. And then the last game, the Monday night, Redskins versus Chiefs. The Redskins off are the, the Redskins offense. I they're number eight. Um, their rushing is is number six. Um they've been rushing the ball pretty well. Let me actually pull. So let me make sure I got this. All right. Oops, back. All right. So in terms of rush yards per game, Washington is number four. Nope, that's defense. I don't want defense. I want offense. There we go. Rush yards overall, Washington is number seven. Uh, rush yards per game. They're number six, 136 yards per game. Um, if Rob Kelly plays, I believe he's actually. He's questionable for this week. Um, he's been limited in practice. Probably going to be a game time decision. Um, Perine has. Okay, so he practiced in full. He would be a guy to go with in terms of that backfield, I think, just because we don't we're, we're still not sure about Rob Kelly. You could, if you wanted the difference between the two of them is a100 dollars, but they're going up against the KC defense. It's you know number six against, um, against defenses. Thompson's probably the guy to go with, honestly. Um, especially in DK where where it's, where it's a um, uh, full- point PPR uh back to the game i would like i would like to see more out of Kirk cousins but i'd also want to see more out of terrell Pryor. i just i wish that connection would get going um i think it will it's just not happening as fast as i was hoping for um getting on to so as far as the plays there i i think that um cousins is a is in is in play Um, Pryor is going to be super cheap. Where's Pryor? Pryor's $5,900 against the number 31 pass defense, um, for wide receivers. So I think that Pryor could be in for, could possibly be in for a game. Um, just he hasn't been, yeah, he and, he and Cousins just aren't on the same page yet. So, um, if you decide to try to go with Jordan Reed, if you want to go with the, the the tight ends there, forget, I mean, put in for Jordan Reed, but wait to see if he's actually going to play. Otherwise, put in Vernon Davis. If you have room on your bench in season long, pick up Vernon Davis. He's still available in a lot of leagues. I don't know why. Let me see if I... Do I have him in that league? No, I don't. I've got him in one of my other leagues. Um. Let me see, there he is. Uh, Vernon Davis was still available in terms of ownership on Yahoo. He's only 14% owned. Now, he's only had the one game, but that was the one game so far that um, Jordan Reed has not played. If Jordan Reed does not play, Cousins still loves throwing to his tight end. So, Vernon Davis is going to get a lot of play. So, I think that he is a very interesting option to be used. Um, in terms of fantasy, um, especially for DraftKings, tight end, he is $4,100. bucks. So. Uh, moving over to Casey, I'm not going to go with Alex Smith. Um, Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt. He's chalky, yes, I know. But if he puts up a ton of points and you don't use him, you are going to be in trouble. Um, So I'm fine to use the chalk there and go with, say, a Chris Carson. Um, Maybe look at a, you know, Thompson's going to be highly owned. Um, You could maybe try a play with Frank Gore um, or a Marlon Mack in case, you know, something happens in that Colts-Seahawks game. But um, I'm using Kareem Hunt. The guy is an absolute stud um, and has proven our predictions at Skull King football right so far which we always appreciate. <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, Cream Hunt, Travis Kelsey, I think are the two best plays there, to be completely honest. There's there's no other way to go um, from that game. So really the only defense I'm really, really liking in this is uh, it, out of the primetime slate is the Seahawks defense. They're going to be very highly owned. Um, but, you know, sometimes you kind of need to go that direction. And so, yeah, I think that uh, that about covers it for me. Again, I want to thank all of you for um, for tuning in, listening, uh, not only here uh, on Facebook Live and on Twitter Live, but also on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you happen to find our um, our podcast. We'd like to remind you to please leave us a rating or review, even if it's just uh, even if it's just pointing how many stars you think our podcast is. We uh, we think that we are a five star podcast. Please. Um, even if you think we are a one star podcast, please give us a rating um, on uh, those various avenues. Subscribe um, on all those channels as well as on YouTube where we post the videos, um, and we would love to hear from you. Um, and uh, yeah, so thank you again for listening to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude, and we will see you guys tomorrow night on the live stream or Monday morning when you, uh, when you download the episode for episode. Number 100 uh, on the next one. Uh, All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.